Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. We're about five days away from Do Your Job 3, a.k.a. Patriots Day. It's going to be close, but Tom's going to do it again. We got news that matters. We got news that doesn't. We got the voice of God. We got sorry picks, a propaganda, and Eddie George is the reason Jeff Fisher had a job for 20 years. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. All right, welcome back to Look Who's Talking. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff Hewlett. Thanks for joining us. Look Who's Talking is for Can- favorite Canadian NFL podcast uh, from all over the world. Thanks for joining us. Ni hao, previet. Hello. Hola. Uh, Guten tag. Bonjour. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's the voice of God, Brent Waits. Hello, uh, hello. Long time uh, talker, first time apologizer last week from our sorry section. Yeah, thought sorry, that, Philly. Thought that went pretty well. Uh, we're fired up for Super Bowl week. We're five. Oh, days, baby, five days away from uh, when a bunch of people from Philadelphia are going to be crying, and uh, Minnesota fans will actually be nice to them at that point because apparently it's getting pretty ugly this week. They're the they're the nicest mean people ever. The Minnesota people. Yeah, they, they don't have the uh, the grit that Philly does, yeah. but uh, I've heard they've. They've not been allowing a lot of Philadelphia players reservations at restaurants. Yeah, saying they're that's full. that's Minnesota gang language, you know, for like don't come around here too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't like you beating us, but now we have to watch. But you still in our home st- city. Yeah. Oh man, there was a meme about that. Like it was like, what? Well, what was it like? Yeah. Um, the way the the way the Minnesota lost to Philly was like your girlfriend cheating on you with your roommate and having to watch them bang for three hours, two weeks yeah. straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just the, awful. And the other thing is, it just dawns on me now, like just how much that'll never happen again. Like Minnesota, you know, you probably lost last week. Like the fans, you know, you're just like. God, that's that was close. You know that. I mean, you know, it's almost a really we got cool a Super story. Bowl sort of you know, caliber team, and but we'll get back next year. Well, you'll never get back to a Super Bowl that's in Minnesota again, ever. Let's be honest; there'll be one there every like forty years, and you know, yeah, the chances of your team being that close again, it'll just never far of it happen again. No, it won't. Just know that that was a big opportunity, and you missed it. Kind of like yeah. the Pat's perfect season. But uh, you got to be pretty pumped. You don't have to run a full marathon anymore. Yes. Yeah. Good God. My, uh, the lungs of Jeff Hewlett thank the Philadelphia Eagles for uh, shutting down. I said that I was going to run a full marathon to Weird Mike uh, upon his proclamation that the, the Vikings actually could play in a Super Bowl in Minnesota. So. Uh, weird, he's right about, a, right about some things, wrong about others. He's close. Uh, yeah, not bad. His taste of his choice of food over there in uh, Thailand is questionable. Uh, we're going to post a video. You'll, you'll see what we're talking about. And it's not the thing that he's eating that's really going to freak you out, which it should. It's just the fact that he's topless in the market. No one else is. Yeah. Weird Mike in Thailand. Stay tuned. Letting it breathe. <laughs> Belly out selfie. Uh, he sent us one. Didn't it wake you up in the group chat? Yeah, yeah, he's been blowing up. He's he's in Thailand right now. Like <laughs> I don't even know how many hours ahead that is, but it's a lot. And yeah, he's blowing up our Farvin group chat still, <laughs> even though he's on vacation. You know, way more than any of us are contributing to it. And yeah, Monday morning, I wake up tired as hell. It's Monday. It sucks. <laughs> and I wake up to like three bellies out selfies of him. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's probably the worst awakening of of the year. For sure, maybe, uh, yeah, ever. No, nobody likes that. Uh, yep. Uh, anyway, don't do belly out selfies, folks. And if you're in group chats, don't be that guy. <laughs> uh, we're fired up. We got the Super Bowl. Uh, Philadelphia's pulling out all the stops. They got Brett Favre coming into the dressing room to talk to the team. Uh, take, we'll take that for for what you will. I don't know. I don't, by the way, if you've been listening to the show for a couple weeks, but you were listening at the start, Brett Favre is. Uh, yeah, we use his last name instead of the F-bomb on our show. Uh, we're not obsessed with him. We just thought that'd be kind of funny. And uh, so, yeah, well, you know, Favre like it, Favre you. It's a uh, couple slip-ups, <laughs> yeah. but we've been pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Because, I mean, you know, it'd be a lot of F-bombs, and uh, that's, not, there's nothing wrong with that, but uh, good God, it'd be a mess. Favre's a beauty. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, Peterson, uh, coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, former backup quarterback and good buddy of Brett Favre for two different three- or four-year stints with the Packers, which they were golf buddies. Literally, they uh, do a lot together. And uh, 
Fire's coming in to talk. We're breaking news, are we not? Voice of God. Uh, we'll get to that in the news that matters section. Uh, we are breaking news on this show. If you haven't heard yet, you didn't check your uh, score app, all, uh, at least for the morning. And uh, well, it's exciting. And also, I called it. Uh, this quarterback doesn't have an arm. And uh, yeah, he's going to a place where apparently they don't want one. Um, it's going to be Do Your Job 3. I'm calling uh, a Philadelphia Eagles early energy game. They're going to take the lead in this game. If you want to bet on the Pats, you know what? Just wait like till the end of the first quarter. I think the Eagles are going to be winning. You're going to get yourself a nice live line. We're going to talk about live betting later because take the, the spread of the game you want. There's a good chance in this game that either team will be winning, which means it's going to be a lot of chances to live bet and get a line that you like. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry. I'm going to explain that in depth. If you do know what I'm talking about, well, I got some nice plays for you. Here we go. It's Super Bowl Sunday. We're going to give you a bunch of props, some of the stupid ones, such as what I think is a steal in the Gatorade novelty props. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're going to stay away from the anthems, but I'm telling you, and uh, normally the, the dumbass props are for, for dumbasses. I think there's a Gatorade one that's a steal. We'll get to that in the props section. Um... Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey, you are such a physical specimen. I think you could have a game of games against the scheme that the Patriots are planning to play against you. Again, coaches and quarterbacks in this game, it's David versus Goliath. The rest of the team, you know what? It's pretty even. Might even give the advantage to the Eagles in some respects. Uh, so I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I don't think it's going to be a 25-point deficit that the Pats come back from. But it'll be off and on, 7 to 10 points all the way through the game. Well, and then you'll see him do it. Uh, he's going to have some help from the Super Bowl MVP pick of all time. All right? James Harrison. Yes. The late pickup in the season for, I think, $56,000 they got him for. Something crazy like that. Off waivers. Marquise Pouncey said that in a, the center for uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Said that in a post-game interview. He's kind of making fun of Harrison for going over there. And then for whatever reason you want, uh, whether you're a supporter of this or not, I think having an extra uh, defensive end that specializes in uh, you know, rushing the passer, causing fumbles, I think he's going to have a big role in this game. And I think, oh, yeah. let's say Brady, th- put it this way, the Super Bowl MVP uh, sweepstakes, if you will, because there's big odds in the Super Bowl MVP uh, sweepstakes. Uh is if Tom Brady, let's say he throws two picks. Unlikely. But let's say they win the game, and, and, but he throws two picks. Now you got a bunch of other guys that if they could have big Super Bowls, hey, you never know. Couple, you know let's say James Harris has been known to drop back into coverage when you don't expect him to. Pick off one of those short little throws that Nick Foles is going to be doing a lot of the game. Uh, which leads to a couple other prospects later. We are, I'm fired up, man. This is going to be a great, this is going to be a great game. Uh, I guess it's going to be, it might be the end of an era with uh, the coaches leaving. Woo! A lot of things going on in the Super Bowl. Justin Timberlake's doing the halftime. I never watched the halftime. That's where me and every other uh, man in, you know, in uh, the world, yeah, goes outside and uh, has a couple bevies, you know, just enjoys the sunshine. Because they know it's uh, that's a, you know, that's a long halftime. And uh, besides uh, wardrobe malfunctions, yeah, you know what? I've seen that band before. But uh, half, halftime for everyone else, enjoy it. But uh, I'll be watching the football. It's a long football game. Now, that's the other thing I'm going to get into, voice of God. It's a long football game. Mm-hmm. Takes you off your routine. You know, I'm not even a guy who really likes routines. But it takes you off your routine. And uh, the Super Bowl, just like life, success will come most, I think, to those who don't let the changes in routine affect them. You know? So this leads me to my truth of the week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks, is that in life, Nothing ever goes according to plan. Just like in war, every smart general says, yeah, that's great. And then, you know, but nothing ever goes according to plan because you know what the enemy's going to do. And, th- and that's just like football. You don't know what the enemy's going to do. Everybody, also- 
Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Exactly. You got your routines, but the, the pregame takes a bit longer. It's a 6.30 game. You don't really play 6.30 games in the NFL, so that's immediately a bit weird. Uh, you got this extra energy that you got to deal with. The halftime's almost twice as long. Uh, that might not actually be a fact, but it just feels that way. And uh, anyway, how much can you take? All right? How much, can you, how, how much can you not let any of this affect you? The more that you can just treat this like a regular football game, I think in the end, success will come to that guy, to that team. And in football, it's quarterback's position. In the end, this is going to be Tom's game. I think Nick Foles is a good player. I think he's going to play a great game. I think the Eagles are going to play a great game. I think uh, Tom playing this like a normal football game with laser focus. There's a reason he says that. It's not just a, it's not just a thing he says. Laser focus. He's just zoned in. 28-3? No problem. I got four possessions. Let's go. Anyway, Russell Wilson, when he won the NFC Championship for the first time, you know what he said? He, he asked Terry Bradshaw, before Bradshaw did the Fox interview with the, with the, with like, with the microphone, he, he asked him, he's like, okay, seriously, how do I go win this? And Bradshaw looked right at him, got in his ear, and they caught this on NFL Films. It's beautiful. NFL Films is amazing. They, sa they said, uh, Bradshaw said, you got to make the game small. If you make the game too big, it'll get too big. Make the game small, make it just a football game, and you'll go win it as such. Anyway. Speaking from a guy who the Pittsburgh Steelers won four Super Bowls, Russell Wilson listened to him. Didn't really matter. Their defense kicked the shit out of Peyton Manning and the Broncos uh, in that Super Bowl four years ago, and it didn't really matter. But uh, I think the laser focus wins it. I think it's going to be a great game. But for all, uh, for all thinking that, uh, for anyone thinking that the Eagles are going to outclass them out there, I think it's just going to be a classic example. Now, again, whenever you're picking, trying to pick props games or try to pick out any games, play the game in your head so that you're not surprised. Things that are not going to surprise me. Ready? The Eagles coming out with a ton of energy. A ton of energy. Uh, maybe holding the, the Patriots to a field goal in the first drive or you know, possibly even a three and out. Just on sheer David versus Goliath energy. And you're going to see it because they're going to rely on their pass rush to slow down Brady, just like the Giants did uh, in, in 2010 and 2007. Uh, and look for that early. They might not be totally successful. This is Tom Brady and the Patriots. However, you might see some wild success. Even if they score a touchdown, it might be a lot tougher than, you, than, than they think. I think the Eagles jump out to a lead here. I think they got some physical matchup problems with Zach Hurts, uh, Jay Ajayi, and LeGarrette Blount out of the uh, uh, Blunt. Blunt. Voice of guy, you like that? Just gave you a big, dirty look. Check myself. Uh, yeah. And uh, maybe anyway, time this all by two. Possibly even a forced fumble on the Eagles' behalf. They have a physical secondary. And with Deion Lewis and uh, possibly some of these other Patriots running backs that they like to bring out of the limelight for games like this so that you don't have a game plan against them. Look for James White, uh, even jealously. Uh, and you know Burkhead if he's if he's healthy to uh, to play. Burkhead's healthy. Ghostly is not. Okay. Either way, these guys. I'm not saying it's not going to work. These game plans by McDaniel's are usually pretty good. What I'm saying is they're not used to handling the ball. Add that with the extra stress. Even Legarrette Blunt, early Super Bowl last year. Big fumble. Big fumble. Uh, so anyway, nice pick by the way is Eagles to be winning at halftime and the Patriots to win the game, but. So anyway, when you're, when you're thinking, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. So you just play the game out. You're a smart person. Your brain's amazing. Take both these teams executing just the way I was starting to describe there. You got the Eagles winning uh, like 2010 at half, maybe 2013 at half. Boom, take the Patriots, come back and win an epic game that James Harrison at plus 10,000 as a Super Bowl MVP. One forced fumble, two sacks, maybe an interception, done. Uh, although... Non-quarterbacks tend to get robbed of the Super Bowl MVPs. It's happened before. It'll happen again. See Bob Sanders with the Colts. Peyton Manning got him. Sanders had an amazing game. But it doesn't matter. Oh! Uh, we're, yeah, Weird Mike's eating scorpions in Thailand. Huck Media shaved his mustache again. We still our producer. 
Remember to check us out on Instagram at Hughes Talking. That's Hughes spelled with an, an H U S. Thanks for all of our subscribers who have already been stealing uh, their friends' phones, their aunts and uncles' phones, pressing subscribe on their iTunes or Google Play. Uh, because, yeah, you keep getting bigger and, uh, yeah, it's far and awesome. All right, we're going over to the voice of God with some news that matters. I've just been handed an urgent news story. All right, thank you, Jeff. And some news that matters this week is a bit of off-season updates because the season has ended for all but two teams, so they've been busy. Breaking news that Jeff hinted at earlier in the show, Alex Smith is now a member of the Washington Redskins. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, just happened. Yeah. We've never broke such fresh news, so this hopefully is still fresh for you and you just avoided all other news outlets um, when you listen to it tomorrow. But it is Tuesday night here at Kipling Studios. Um, so, yeah, that uh, Pat Mahomes is the future, and, you know, they were kind of ready to cut Mr. Smith loose. Um, as terms of the deal, they have signed him all the way through 2022 with a $94 million contract with $71 million guaranteed. Yeah, this is a horrible idea. It's like, uh, I don't know, it's like your buddy that likes an acquaintance. You see him occasionally. He's from the other conference. And, you know, maybe like 10 years ago or eight years ago, he got a nice car. You know, you're like, ah, that's kind of a nice car. I'm not really sure how fast it goes. Arm strength, you know. Uh, And then eight years later, you know, 800 tackles later, 800 road trips later, you get the point. Drops off his old car, and you pay full boat for it. It was never that good in the first place. Not good enough for him anymore. Washington Reds. Washington just basically said, "Yeah, we'll take your, we'll take your sloppy seconds there." Uh. Yeah, the uh, I don't know if you saw this earlier. Um, you know, Alex Smith's been busy on Super Bowl week, and the Dan Patrick Show. One of the guys on there is really hard on Alex Smith and his lack of arm strength. Yes. So they actually they had. You know, in their satellite studio, they had Alex Smith come on, and he threw two passes to said dude who chirped him hard. Yeah, and he just took his head off with them, like of just he rifled them at him, to prove he, you know, his, his arm is not nothing. But um, yeah, Kirk Cousins um, is you know going to be looking for a new home, and that was pretty obvious. He said earlier this week, it's not all about money at all, um, and that winning is his first priority. Um, so he's definitely on his way out. I, my gut is saying that John Elway is going to bring him in. Really? Okay. Let's care. Well, see, I don't think so. Uh, I got a feeling Elway's at sitting there at the fifth or sixth spot in the draft, wanting a long-term solution anyway, thinking that, you know, getting a guy who a is close to pro, pro I don't, like Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen sitting there at five or Sam Dar. I think he thinks well, I think anyway, there's four good, you know, pro-ready quarterbacks that uh, L.A. might like one of them. If you're, okay, if you're Kirk Cousins, where do you want to go? Denver? Denver's pretty good. I want to go to a good defense. I want to be protected. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't think they're, they're too far off. And Denver, he for sure plays. Yep. I mean, Jacksonville, obviously. Jacksonville. Uh, but it looks like... More news on that. Um, it looks like Bortles is going to be staying put for one more year. He's having hand surgery, um, and so he won't be able to uh, he won't be able to report and pass his medical, um, which is some sort of loophole, and they can't cut him. Um, so he kind of played that nicely yep. with his hand surgery. So he's got one more year in uh, in Jacksonville. Right after the game, he punched a wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. His agent texted him, and he was like. Operation Wall Punch, you know. Like. Yeah. The uh, other news, yeah. The Browns also. I I heard uh, rumors as well that the Browns were trying to make a play at Alex Smith, which would have been hilarious. Yeah. But um, in other Browns news, All Pro tackle Joe Thomas, who has given his life to the city of Cleveland, hinted that with one year left on his contract, the Browns should be looking for the replacement. So he's only thirty three years old. Um, he's still got some tread on the tires for sure. There's plenty of teams that would love to have him. Um, yeah, he's been a Pro Bowl player every year since he entered the league about 10 years ago. And, yeah. Sorry, Cleveland. You, you know, it's funny. Tom Brady's played, what is it? Is this like his 32nd? I think it's his 32nd playoff game This is the Super Bowl is going to be or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Uh, Joe Thomas played none. You know, yeah. just two full seasons more for football. Yeah. Uh, in roughly like a similar lifespan of careers. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, we told the story last week of the of the Packers receiver that showed up late, hungover, still almost drunk, played the Super Bowl, caught two touchdowns, I think like a bunch of yards, like 160 yards, something like that. His name was Max McGee. That's Coach Ponikbar who sent that in via our uh, social media. Max uh, thanks, McGee. Coach. What a guy. Max that's, McGee that's is the original Super Bowl name. legend. Uh, up on the look who's talking wall of <laughs> legends. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're going ha- to get a picture of him and hang him up in the studio. Yeah. Legends row. He earned it. Um, other news. Andrew Luck is almost healthy. He has been reported to be very close to throwing again. Um, he's, hiding, he's been hiding in Europe recovering from some surgeries. Um, so that's awesome news for the city of Indianapolis. And, you know, what would be their new head coach, Josh McDaniels, once the Super Bowl is over. Um, yeah, those two entering, you know, coming back to Indianapolis, they will should be back in the playoffs. Yep. Moving on um, with some other news that matters. We've got some crazy stats to get ready for Super Bowl week. Uh, so let's get right into it. We've got eight crazy stats here. Only two QBs in NFL history have thrown over 25 touchdowns with two interceptions or less. One was Tom Brady last year in 2016. You know the other. Nick Foles. Yeah, 2013. Big Dick Nick. Yeah, in the record books with Tom. Also, if the Eagles win on Sunday, Foles will become the first quarterback to start the season as a backup and win the Super Bowl since Tom Brady did in 2001. This will be the first Super Bowl in history that features two tight ends that led the team in receptions and yards with Zach Ertz and Gronk leading the way. Ertz had 834 yards on the season, and Gronk had just over 1,000 with about 69 and 74 receptions, respectively. Plus, he was suspended a game, too. Gronk, uh, <clears throat> rightfully so. Absolutely. Yep, no, that was the right play. He, he deserved to say Almost knocked the tray out of Tredavious. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got him good. Um, Chris Long and LeGarrette Blunt will try to win back-to-back Super Bowls with different teams, and no one's done that since Neon Deion Sanders did with the 49ers and the Cowboys in Super Bowl 29 and 30. He was so awesome, by the way. If you didn't see Dion in his prime, check out YouTube. Yeah. Watch the best cornerback ever. Yeah, one of the best athletes ever. Absolute freak. The guy took a private jet to the Combine, ran the 40 in street clothes, and left. It the was, limo. He said he told the limo driver to keep it running. The, he it was like it was like a cartoon football player. Like, and honestly, when he caught an interception before he did anything, he would hold the ball up, and because in case you weren't watching the play, and then everyone screamed for the interception, and you're in the stadium looking for where to look, he's showing you, hey, I just intercepted it. Now watch this. And then high step the last 30 yards yeah. after he's already burned everybody. Another crazy stat. Quarterbacks who led the league in passing yards are 0-5 in the Super Bowl. And that is Peyton Manning in 2013, Rich Gannon, Dan Marino, Kurt Warner back in the greatest show on turf in 01, and Brady in 07. No way. So, yeah, um, let's hope that doesn't happen again. And go 0-6. <laughs> let's go 1-6. Change that stat line. Belichick is 6-0 and against coaches who's their first year in the postseason. Um, since the year 2000. Brady and Belichick have 27 playoff wins, which is the most of any player-coach duo in NFL history. Uh, the second place is Terry Bradshaw and Chuck Knoll with 14. So with a win on Sunday, they will have effectively doubled the second-place record. And Bill will actually be appearing in his 11th Super Bowl as either the head coach or the assistant coach, which is actually 21.2% of all Super Bowls ever played, <laughs> or 34.4% since he entered the league. All right, thanks, uh, Voice of God. Uh, yeah, man. How was your? What, it was weird on Sunday. Hey, no football. Did you watch the Pro Bowl? I saw some of the highlights of like the skills competitions. Yeah. Um, where Alex Smith did not look good um, in the target comp. No, I tagged you. Yeah. Yeah. That was. I took. I was. It was perfect. He missed a lot. Yeah. Um, in summary, if you missed that one. <laughs> By the way, his last pass ever thrown, possibly with a Chiefs helmet on, uh, which they wear during the Pro Bowl. Was an interception, I think. <laughs> I think. Oh, I changed okay. it. I was watching the NHL All-Star game, too, which was awesome. Anyway, I said it was a pick. I picked the NFC last week. AFC uh, came back and won the game. Derek Carr trying to impress his new coach, John Gruden. What are you going to do? Were they uh, down 24-3 or 23? Something. Like anyway, it was 24-23. Uh, Carr to uh, Delaney Walker. Yeah, MVP of the game. <laughs> yeah, 
If you called that's cool. Yeah, if you called that at the start of the season, I think Delaney Walker is a shoe in for uh Pro Bowl MVP. The Von Miller with defensive MVP. Long forgotten, slow as far of tight end of uh the, the uh Tennessee Titans. Yeah, speaking of the Tennessee Titans, all right. Eddie George. We've we've talked about this on the show uh, all season long of Nick Foles and Case Keenum got fissured and how the Rams team last year got fissured and how everyone that has ever played against uh, under Jeff Fisher was offensively non-efficient and it wasn't necessarily their fault. Eddie George, the Ohio State beast of a running back, got drafted by the Houston Oilers, who then became the uh, Memphis Oilers, who then became the Tennessee Titans. They were under coach Jeff Fisher, who... Didn't have a quarterback. Then they eventually got Steve McNair, but they didn't really know how to do a passing game. Even they will admit that in their NFL NFL films documentaries now. Uh, it was basically Eddie left, Eddie right, Eddie up the middle. That was their offense all season, and it got them to the playoff game against the Buffalo Bills where Eddie's sitting there with a couple seconds left. He says, you know what? We need, need a miracle to win the game. That miracle ended up being a forward pass. Uh which was never called a forward pass, turned into the Music City Miracle. They got all the way to the Super Bowl, and uh, Eddie George was the Super Bowl MVP that never was. Because on that last drive, when they got stalled down in the red zone, they started throwing the ball. Instead of giving it to Eddie a couple times, Steve McNair threw it to Kevin Dyson, one yard short. And if you tuned into our... Super Bowl list last week on Look Who's Talking. That was number five in the Super Bowl moments of all time. Uh, yeah. Eddie George, the Super Bowl MVP that wasn't, and the reason that Jeff Fisher had a job. Because let me tell you, uh, for the next six years after that, seven, Eddie George was their offense. But it worked because Eddie George was like an alien talent. Once Eddie George retired... Basically, just giving it to your running back, left, right, and middle, and then playing defense and punting the ball even at every fourth and one you get, uh, just doesn't win in the NFL because you didn't have Eddie George. And if you didn't have Eddie George in the first place, you would have got fired three years in, would have spent the rest of your life as a coordinator or an assistant, which is probably where your skill level as a coach belonged. So, Jeff Fisher, remember to thank Eddie George this morning. All right, he got you 15 years of head coaching. What a beast! Watch uh, watch uh, YouTube videos, Eddie George. You want to see a scary-looking running back. Saquon Barkley reminds me of a smaller, less powerful, but same-styled Eddie George. Because Eddie could also catch the ball, too. Saquon Barkley at a Penn State. Wow, someone's going to get him. If the Niners... Indy? Indy? They're in the third spot. Yeah, maybe. They need a lot of help everywhere. Yeah. Running Agreed. back, you maybe, you know, I don't know. Whoever gets him, watch out. Barkley! Fantasy uh, pick, fantasy pick next year. Yeah, Saquon. Um, what else? Oh yeah, one funny thing, Mike Holmgren when he was the coach of the Green Bay Packers to inspire the team, because but this is all about cash too. Eh? You get a bonus for winning the Super Bowl, and it's like it's like ninety thousand dollars each. Or anyway, it used to be. It's probably more now. Maybe like two hundred thousand dollars each. I don't even know. If you know, right into the show because it's it's real. Holmgren got all of it somehow. The team did this or the other. They got all of it in cash and just dumped it on this massive table the day before the game. Like, boys, no joke. <laughs> Let's go win this. You know, you wouldn't win a football game. <laughs> Get this. You know, just this unexpected money. Hey, NFL players, you know, they're like big kids, man. They like that dough. Non-traditional tactics. I this like is going to be a great game. Let's break it down because there's a lot of props that you can bet on. There's a lot of opportunities to win some cash, but... It's not important necessarily to think who's going to win the game, but how are they going to win it? Some of these things are going to, some of these games are going to finish on some lucky things. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Arizona Cardinals with a lot of help from an insane last second before the half, 92 yard, or sorry, 102 yard interception return, uh, which if he didn't score would just have ended the half. But he scored. They won the game by less than a touchdown. So these things happen. But when both teams try to execute, what's going to happen? Who 
are the receivers that are going to be used in the Patriots' particular scheme. Anyone could be used. They like to mix it up all throughout the season so you don't necessarily know who to game plan against. And if you do game, game plan against one guy, they already know they've had success using their three and four receivers or their backup tight end or, you know, multiple sets. Uh... With multiple running backs, you know, Bolden could come in and catch 10 passes on Super Sunday. Bowl MVP. You got it. Could so, be. Uh, anyway, we're going to break down some matchups. How are the teams going to win? Remember, that's the important question. How are they going to win? Who's going to get the most targets? When you're looking at stats throughout the season. Tell me who got the most targets. Not necessarily the most catches. But I just want a guy who you're going to throw to a lot. Uh, yeah, I think... I think uh, I think these tight ends are going to be play big, uh, just because eventually it's going to come down to just physical matchup issues, such as Alshon Jeffrey's wingspan over a very athletic Stephen Gilmore. Uh, That's they, why they got him, though. He's big. He can match up. They didn't have anyone to match Quintoris last year. I, you know what? A guy named Plaxico Burris went up against Green Bay's number one DB in the NFC Championship game, like yeah, 2007. I want to say. And uh, ate him up. 17 catches Plax had. Alshon Jeffrey is just, I'm not saying he's that type of talent, but he's that type of size. And it's just a real, something that they could exploit for, for sure. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's not saying it's going to lead to victory. But he could have 16 catches and a loss, you know? He's not getting 16 catches. No, well, of course no. not. That's a lot. That was, that was before Plaxico shot himself in the leg. Yes. <laughs> Fun NFL what, fact. What an idiot. Yeah. Whoops. Yep. You don't need guns. I Chill mean, you could be a postman, and if you shot yourself in the leg, you'd be a you'd be an idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lost you're, a lot you're of an NFL receiver. Like, you shoot yourself in the leg. He had one more year with like the Jets, and then it was like, yeah, you're done. I think he go, went back to the Steelers for like a ghost year as like the third he backup or something. It was ugly. The Steelers kind of collect guys, like but he's that. got a ring. So I mean, fuck. They had Flax and Vic on their bench at the same time. You know, this is yeah. like the New York Rangers back in the day. They had like. You know, Beret, Yager, and like seven other all-stars. Lindros. Like they weren't even on the first line because they were, they were past their prime. Pavlar Beret, fastest player ever. Woo! That's some speed. Um, I don't know. What do you think, man? Who, who, who's who's going to win this game not named Tom? Not named Tom. Uh, that's tough. I mean, i definitely leading Pat's. Pats for the win. Um, well, it's yeah. going to be tight. 24-20. I, I kind of I went quarter by quarter and mapped it out. And yeah. I think it's going to be 24-20, Pats. I like 31-27. I'm resting on that. 31-27. Okay. By the way, the Super Bowl, you can pick everything. So you, if you actually want to pick that score, that's plus 4,000 beans. Woo! Grog's going to get either solo covered by Malcolm Jenkins or he's going to get doubled with some help, probably not involving Malcolm Jenkins. When he's doubled... Uh, you know, Tom will, will look elsewhere. That you know, he just probably won't. Absolutely, throw and that that helps. But if they want to go solo on him because Tom's burning them elsewhere, they got Jenkins. He's actually a good physical matchup, but he'll probably try to limit him to the big gains, and you know he might give away some first downs. So look for Gronk to get over the five receptions that uh, they're calling on. Unfortunately, though, he was out last game with uh, with a concussion, which can kill uh, any props. Pick you have, it can also hurt the past chances. So hopefully Grok can stay healthy. Uh, yeah, update on that. Um, he has been pra- he was practicing all last weekend. Um, he sat out of media night because he hasn't cleared concussion protocol, um, which is run by the league, not the team. Um, but yeah, there was you know, reports today that people were asking, you know, are you going to play? And it's it's not it's not if he's cleared, it's when. So um, there's about a ninety nine percent certainty that he'll be uh, he'll be suiting up. You know, the Pats might be del- slow playing it. Um, you know, to try and throw off the Eagles game planning, but he'll be on the field. I got a weird feeling this Super Bowl is going to come down to some really unsung heroes. I'm not saying, I'm not saying Tom's going to play bad. I think he's going to play fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, think he may, I think because of the Eagles secondary being aggressive, uh, well coached, I, again. I'm not scared of the secondary. Me I'm neither. Scared the, I'm scared of the D-line. I, I, could just see, I could see them capitalizing on some mistakes. I, I, I but what I mean is I think we're going to see some unsung heroes. And uh, I think it could be exciting in that respect. That kid kicker from Philly, you know? Who is he? Like, he's like 17 years old. He's going to have to, he's gonna have to kick his, kicking some important... Oh, he's like 27 or something. <laughs> but uh, 
Anyway, he's got he's got some big kicks this weekend, and this is the Super Bowl. Goskowski, you know, he's going to coffee time, kicking Super Bowl field goals. Yeah, Ryan Allen going the on Tinder. You know, yep. Again, I think I think Ertz, I think Zach Ertz is uh, a similar matchup problem for the Eagles on the Pats defense. You know, you got safeties. You know, Chung and uh, who's uh, McCordy. Anyway, and their linebackers trying to keep up with Zach Ertz. Also trying to respect you know, a pretty lethal running game from Jay Ajayi. And I think it's going to be the Pats' number one goal to shut down that running game, force Foles into some weird zone schemes that Bill Belichick likes to do. Yeah. To inexperienced quarterbacks. You got to, yeah. Um, Foles, Foles, I got to get pressure on. His completion in pressure is about 40%, and it's 90% without it. They got to get rid of those RPOs. And yeah, slowing the run. Philly's run's been one of the best in the league all year. Yeah, um, with Blunt, Ajayi, and even Corey Clements. Um, so obviously shutting that down. Yep. Well, you, folks, you're probably going to a Super Bowl party. That Super Bowl party, if it's a good one, it's probably going to have a fun little props board. You know, stuff like heads or tails for two bucks, or uh, you know, Tom Brady touchdown passes, or anything else like the anthem. Either way, our Hugh Pick section is going to get you ready. You. All right, we got a rapid fire Hugh Pick section. We're calling it our propaganda. Uh, heads or tails? That's a natural one. That's a coin flip. You know what? <laughs> In our case, we used to go to Weird Mike's place for Super Bowl parties. When he, he'd have a board just like the one I'm explaining, heads or tails. When he went upstairs five minutes before the game, the entire party would bet five bucks on heads. Basically, hoping that heads, which did hit, would just screw Mike over for the rest of the game. No matter how the props board did otherwise, he was going to go down. <laughs> heads, baby! Uh, yeah. Okay, I told you to stay away from the anthems. Uh, the anthem over-under is 121 seconds. That's two minutes. We're taking the under, although I told you, stay away. I'm not an anthem expert. Expert. This one's just kind of dumb. Uh, we are taking uh, the Patriots over in Super Bowl points over Kyrie Irving basketball points in the Portland versus Boston game. Again, that's a stupid one, but you know what? The Patriots are underdog. Taking them. Uh, and here we go. The mother of all novelty bets at plus fifteen hundred. That means one dollar gets you a hundred. Sorry, that means one hundred dollars gets you fifteen hundred dollars. If you say that in the Gatorade bet, yes, the Gatorade bet, betting on which color Gatorade will be drooped on the winning coach, that no liquid at all will be drooped on the winning coach, because if Bel Belichick wins this, it's his sixth go around. He's going to look at that rookie and look at him and be like, you know what? Not this time, bud. Put that down. Or you know what? It's already even been decided because the Patriots just do it that way. No water for Bill. He's dry. Going to get his uh, sixth ring. Plus 1,500. Love it. He won some rings on the Giants. He has more than Yeah, but I'm as a head coach. All right. Mm. Either way, you get the point. A lot of rings, you know, over the... His boat is named... He likes... All, he the guy wanted to get rid of the extra point, okay? He likes stuff that's redundant. He wants to get rid of the injury report. He's farved in the head. When asked what's different about this Super Bowl than others, he said, it's in Minnesota, all right? Best answer ever. Yeah! Trolling the world. So I think he's going to say, no liquid. Anyway, love it. Okay, we got Tom Brady touchdown passes at two. We're taking it over. Also, at minus 260, Tom Brady's first pass attempt to be complete. Take it. All right, we got Gronk at five receptions. That's a low number because of his concussions. You know what? We're going to take Gronk to... Uh, well, play the whole game. I think if he plays the whole game, five's no problem. He ends with seven. Take it. Taking Danny Amendola, four and a half receptions. You know what? When they got Cooks uh, on their team, he takes that extra safety on the deep uh, double coverage, which leaves Danny Amendola one-on-one uh, -on -one a lot or against a normal zone that's squeezing in other places, usually towards Gronk. Or cheating or spying a man on the running back that Tom Brady also loves to throw to. 
Uh, so Danny Amendola over four and a half receptions. Take it. Brandon Cooks. I don't like him to get a ton of passes necessarily, but his longest reception is listed at 28 and a half yards. Take it over. If he does get some receptions, they'll be long. We'll be using him to stretch the field. I think they connect on one, which leads, leads me to my next one. Tom Brady, over long pass. His long pass of the game, 38 and a half yards. Take it. Uh, and again, what I mentioned earlier, the Eagles to be winning at half and the Pats to win the game. Plus 450. Take it. Now, Deion Lewis is a guy I think is going to have a heck of a game. But you know what? Vegas thinks so too. His numbers are just so big that I'm... Uh, you know, I just want to stay away. I think he's going to get a lot of receptions. Vegas does too. He's at four and a half. I think he's going to get around four, five, possibly even six. You know, and he might get eight. But uh, eh, I don't like the numbers are too big. But I think he's a good, a good long shot bet for a Super Bowl MVP. If Tom has a couple of turnovers or not a bad game and the Pats still win, Deion Lewis can have three to four touchdowns receiving and running. And that plus 1,700 Super Bowl MVP Deion Lewis doesn't sound too crazy. Nope. All right, on the Eagles side of things, my number one prop pick of the entire Super Bowl, all Sean Jeffrey over three and a half receptions. He is a physical specimen. I think he's going to be getting one-on-one -on -one coverage in Bill Belichick's and Matt Patricia's defense, and uh, that's going to be something they're going to have to exploit. Again, three and a half receptions. This could be for five yards, all right? It's just three and a half receptions. And you know what? Rather than picking the Pats or the Eagles, my number one pick of this whole thing is Alshon Jeffrey over three and a half receptions. Boom! I'm also taking Alshon Jeffrey over long reception at 19 and a half yards. Come on, folks. I think eventually they're going to be down, and they're going to be stretching the field early so that they get their running back, running game going. I like Jay Ajayi. Now, again, the Patriots are going to be cheating, I think, the rush. So Ajayi might struggle uh, to get a lot of rushing yards, but I like him at over one and a half receptions. Now, that number's low because they don't do that a lot with Jay Ajayi, which is exactly why I think they're going to be forced and will execute... Uh, with a smart offensive game plan where they get Jay Ajayi more involved in the passing game because that is something that they'll have good man-on-man -man coverage for. Fletcher Cox to get over two and a half tackles. Yeah! Love it! Just like, you know, I like french fries. That's going to happen. That includes assisted tackles. Let's go. An exact result, you can take the pass to win. 31-27 at plus 4,000. Long shot MVPs, Okay. LeGarrette Blount, plus 8,000. I cannot stress this enough. This is my favorite pick for Super Bowl MVP in a long time. If the Eagles, or sorry, if the Pats win the game, or sorry, if the Eagles win the game, and Foles, you know, has some sort of pedestrian game, but Eric LeGarrette Blount with two, three rushing touchdowns in these close, you right, right voice of God? Yeah, no, I, I love that pick. Um, you know, Foles has to play out of his mind like he has the last, you know, two games in the playoffs, but his, you know, his career average really doesn't suggest that. So even you know, if he throws Foles to be average and blunt, you know, he's going to be pounding the rock. And, you know, whether they know it's coming or not, it's hard to stop a man that big. Exactly. It's hard to stop a man. Their line's good at these close, at these, uh, you know, tight situations. Like Garrett Blount plus 8,000. Anyway. If Eagles win, he's it. Yeah, LeGarrette Blount, plus 8,000. That's our pick of the week for long shots. Uh, Deion Lewis mentioned before, plus 1,700. And James Harrison with just the backstory of the Super Bowl coming in at plus 10,000 with a late strip sack of Nick Big Dick Foles. Nice catch, Huck. Almost dropped his Team LTD water bottle. And that's our Hugh Picks. That's Obi Trice. You! Yeah! Wherever you're going for Super Bowl Sunday, make sure they got volume or you're not at a real Super Bowl party, all right? You want to hear what's going on. Come on. Stop messing around. You need to know yards, all right? So you walk into a brutal Super Bowl party, they got Maroon 5 playing instead of listening to the pregame. Get out. Yeah. Leave. Yeah. There's a pub nearby. If there's speakers on that have anything but the audio from the game, leave. Right. Just turn around walk away. Get out of there. Yeah. Hey now, 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 hey now, baby. Get out! Yeah. All right. Uh, we're throwing to Weird Mike for his weird Super Bowl pick. 
Again, we beg you, Mike, put your shirt on for, for the sake of uh, other tourists in uh, the restaurant that you're in who are just trying to eat their salad and this this, this one might be too close to call, though. Yep. <laughs> Let's hear it, Mike. Let's hear it, bud. Before I drop, weird pick for the Super Bowl. I want to thank all the weirdos out there for listening throughout the year. Uh, hopefully you cash some dollars throughout the time that uh, you've been listening to these picks. It was very easy to handicap despite the 500 record. I was cold to start the year. Hopefully you faded. If you hung around long enough, you scored with a fire finish down the stretch. In the playoffs, we're trading wins and losses. No big deal. Uh, so thanks for uh, listening, all you weirdos, and the weird pick. For Super Bowl XLII, a.k.a. Super Bowl 50 Deuce, over 45 and a half, Patriots-Eagles. One team's been there a bunch of times. The other team's going to have to score a lot of points to keep up to that team. High-scoring game. Early touchdown by the Eagles. Keeps the Patriots on their toes and the morale in it. Take the over. I'm hitting this one hard. It's going over 50. Think about an alt line. Love the over. Eagles, Patriots, over. 45 and a half. Foles rallies. Brady buries him late. Happy watching. Super Bowl, live from Bangkok. Hey, have a good trip, bud. It's time for your favorite section, sponsored by good Canadian boy, Justin Bieber. Sorry. We got nothing but love for Bieber on this show because he gave me $250 million when I, would, when I was his age. Good God, man, I'd own half of Greenland and... Uh, would have sold the other half for Tic Tacs because I just don't care. Should have seen me with $250. Raised hell. Uh, we are sorry. Sorry. City of Minnesota because this is still a nightmare that I can't even comprehend. Uh, one game away from playing in a Super Bowl. A Super Bowl you've never won. You've never won a Super Bowl. You would have might have had a good chance to win one at home. The media wanted that story. Oh God! They really wanted to talk about the first ever hometown yeah. Super Bowl. And just as soon as they painted that end zone, I mean, good God, man! That yeah, your just, home stadium, your that, team that just beat you, paint. Oh God, that that really must suck. Yeah. Um, don't know a Minnesota fan to apologize to, but no. Hey, well, any fan I do know, I mean, they they don't even know what they're doing. You know, Vikings, let's be honest. I was a Vikings fan for a solid two years. I went with Favre. When Favre left the Packers, so did, so did I. That's fair. Yeah, Favre, you, Ted Thompson. I'll retire when I want to, just like whenever I'm, I'm doing later in life, all right? I'll retire when I want to. Uh, we are sorry, sorry to Olympic hockey. Yeah, I can't even pretend I'm still as excited. I'm not. Uh, Don't care. Ah. Uh, won't watch. I do. I do. I won't, I won't watch. I care. Maybe if they make it to the goal. I mean, I look. I, look, I care. I'm really excited for the Olympics. Don't get me wrong. It's fantastic, especially the winter. But you, the it was the best tournament in the world. And now I, yeah, I'll. You know what? I'm. I'm not going to watch every game. Uh, I just won't. I can't lie. I think being honest about how upset you are with it will make it come back one day. I know it's no one's fault. I'm not blaming anyone. I just want my kids to watch the same awesome, amazing, best-of-the-best hockey tournaments at the Olympics that I watched that were such a special part of my life. Anyway, is that too much? Is that, that's it. I just, you know. I think the if best, you stay best, up, The best of the best. Stay upset. I'm sorry. I'm not going to pretend I don't care. I do. Because I think caring works. Uh, all right. Sorry. Sorry. To every Super Bowl MVP that wasn't. Okay? Huck, if you could cue... NFL films music because God knows I love that Terrell Owens was on his way to a career game it was Pat's Eagles in the previous meeting of the Super Bowl roughly a decade ago at the end of the almost trilogy of Pat's Super Bowls and the start of the Brady Belichick era Terrell Owens had a, a season what should have been a season ending ankle injury he did some crazy uh, hydrotherapy, which we promote, highly promote at Look Who's Talking. Start your shower super hot, end them super cold. Thank us later. Woo! 
uh, with the help of some crazy hydrotherapy and T.O. just, you know, loving me some me or him some him. Uh, came back, made it back to the Super Bowl, and even Bill Belichick was insanely impressed at that. And uh, played hurt, played early. I think caught up to 170 yards and a couple touchdowns. Yeah, touchdown over 150 uh, yards. Was Broken on his leg. way to the Super Bowl MVP, but uh, no, because goes down another guy doesn't get a ring, and there's no such award as the guy who would have won the Super Bowl MVP if his team had won, and he did his he did his share. It was Donovan that got uh, tired, as he said. Imagine your quarterback told you he was tired in the fourth quarter. And puked yeah. on the field. Yeah, yeah. Mark Sanchez eating hot dogs. Mid huddle. That's too many cheesesteaks there, Donovan. Uh, he got big quick, by the way, in retirement. Don't do let that happen, folks. All right, keep doing stuff. Donovan McBig. All right, and uh, another Super Bowl MVP that wasn't Eddie George, we mentioned earlier. Another Super Bowl MVP that was not Bob Sanders for the Indianapolis Colts. And we actually picked him. Uh, big underdog to the Super Bowl MVP. He had a pick six. Uh, or sorry, an almost pick six and a fumble recovery for a touchdown and a bunch of passes broken up, big plays, sacks, everything. Everything you could ask for. Peyton Manning had like a pretty much mediocre Peyton Manning game, but they gave it to him was Peyton Manning. So you deal with that. It's the quarterback effect. Uh, also, Jake DeLome had a hell of a game against the Patriots uh, in yeah. Panthers, Pats. Big second half. Big game. Uh, and, I mean, he was kind of a crazy Southern boy, so it would have been a heck of a speech, but, uh, you know. Him and Terry talking about, uh, you know, crickets and shrimp. Having a good time. Yeah, you got one? Larry Fitz. Oh. Yeah, he definitely would have got it. He was yeah. two touchdowns that game, over 100 yards, and a couple high, highlight reel catches. And, like, yards after catch catches, too. Like he oh, was yeah. making it he happen. He took that one speed. of the house. It was Ooh. beautiful. Oh. Sorry, Larry. Yep. Wish you had a ring. Some fun live betting scenarios I just want to get to quickly. Uh, I think, again... Hey, a couple of things could happen. The Patriots could hop out to an early lead, even call it 14-0. Now, this would give uh, the public a big idea that, you know what? Hey, the Pats are going to steamroll them, okay? The live line, if you're a live better, would go to, like, Patriots to win the game by 15 or something. And you know what? I'm betting the Eagles could make this a game. So uh, if you think the Eagles are going to win the game, hey, and you think the Pats might jump out to a lead, that's something you can take advantage of, okay? Now... And the, the scenario that I'm predicting more specifically is that the Eagles jump out to a lead and you can get the Patriots for a really cheap price uh, to come back and win the game. So uh, if you think the Pats are going to win, I'd be betting that the Eagles are going to be winning, this, winning the game at some point, especially early on, which gives you a nice, comfortable amount of time to uh, pick the Patriots at a more comfortable uh, at a more comfortable option rather than picking them as a heavy favorite, which might not you might not be comfortable with. Again, my official pick was to tease the Patriots down uh, to Patriots to win by plus one, or, uh, to, to not lose the game by one, and to tease the over-under from 48 down to 42. The live line in Vegas has come down from six to actually four and a half in some places now. So there's some money coming in on the Eagles. We are taking the very dangerous Eagles on point spread, Patriots to win the game. I'm calling Patriots by four, 31-27. We're going over to the voice of God with the news that doesn't matter. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Bit of news that doesn't matter. Released just last week is an awesome new 15-minute documentary um, from Barstool um, about the Vikings' love boat. Uh, for anyone who hasn't heard, in the 2005 season, the Vikings decided to rent a big, big old yacht on Lake Minnetonka in Minnesota and invite about 100 strippers slash hookers and just spent about eighty grand on a massive party. Just um, a big old orgy in like the middle of the day. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dante Culpepper, Fred Smoot, who has a big role on the documentary. Absolutely hilarious. The guy <laughs> is just a mouth. Doesn't stop talking. Uh, you know, awesome cornerback back in the day. And uh, even the yeah, NFL Network's Nate Burleson. It was, you know, on the boat. And um, I don't want to ruin it, but check it out. Definitely go. It sounds like a porno. Uh, the love boat. Starring Fred Smoot. <laughs> Some other news that doesn't matter. There's a whole lot of eerie coincidences right now with this latest Super Bowl run that the Pats are on and the one that they did from 2001 to 2004. So back then they won three and four years with winning in 2001, not 
in 2002 and then back-to-back in 03 and 04. It's very similar. They've set themselves up with this exact same recipe and winning in 2014, winning in 2016, and potentially in 2017. In the 2001 and 2014 season, they won the Super Bowl against an NFC West team, and it was the first win after losing the previous two Super Bowls. In the 2013-2016 Super Bowls, they won against the NFC South teams, the Panthers and the Falcons, and both of the games were hosted in Houston. And the 2004 win over the Eagles is set up nicely with this year against the Eagles. Um, Random, but Justin Timberlake was the halftime entertainment at both. That was the the titty year with Janet Jackson. The titty year, yeah. The Eagles beat the Vikings <laughs> and the Falcons in 2004 on the way to the Super Bowl, just as they did this year. Um, both the offensive and defensive coordinator of the Pats in 04 left the team after the year, which is almost certainty this year coming up with uh, Matt Patricia and Josh McDaniels. And, yeah, history is aligning itself really nicely, and uh, let's hope they can cap that off with a nice W and a sixth ring. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a great game. Some other news, it doesn't matter. The NFL might just have a little more competition. Well, it's going to. In 2020, the XFL will be returning. Vince McMahon announced the league's return last week in an odd press conference. Um, But basically, yeah, the Extreme Football League will be slightly different this year around. Obviously, the new knowledge we have of head trauma, there won't be quite as much vicious hits. And uh, But yeah, there's going to be eight teams. It's going to be a 10-week season. A um, little less violence for sure. Um, he mentioned that no player with a criminal record will be allowed to play and that players standing for the national anthem will be part of the rules. Yeah. I saw the like mini press crop, little press conference uh, he did. A couple things stuck out to me right away. One, Vince McMahon has taken so much steroids over the years. His tits are bigger than Pamela Anderson's. They're farvin' huge. All right? The amount of est- like he is, and he's a beast of weird feminine steroids. Um, anyway, also uh, the XFL—they're gonna own all the teams. Like, there's no owners; it's just one big conglomerate, right? Yeah, he he sold a bunch of shares out of the holding company that you know owns the WWE. And yeah. I mean, last time around, he lost seventy million dollars on the venture. Um, but yeah, there's going to be some changes because uh, yeah, in the previous game, we'll see we'll see what happens in this version. But there was no coin toss, mm-hmm. there was no fair catches. So look up some of those highlights of the XFL hits. Yeah, they're they used to start the game with that thing that dislocated the guy's shoulder, and then it was far and over. Yeah, you yeah. just it was scramble, you just race. It ruined. It was the it was the oh, it was the kickoff night, and they, they just would chase after the ball. The scramble they called it. Yeah, and they, the guy's shoulder popped out. It was disgusting. Anyway, I think we talked about that already. But yeah, there's a pretty disgusting. cool thirty for thirty on it. Uh, if you haven't seen that already, definitely check it out. Yep. Um, man, I can't get the that song out of my head, man. That uh, Keisha, you know. Praying. I hope. Anyway, no. I didn't watch your I was. I was honestly. I was. Yeah. I was at the JW Marriott. I was at the spa, and I thought I was alone in there, and I was singing that like out loud. And there's anyways another dude in the steam room. Miss Guzzi. Yeah. Well, anyway, it was an it was an odd moment. Don't sing Keisha in public places. Kesha. Kesha. I'm gonna get you a pronunciation key. For so many words. Blunt. Anyway. Kesha. AJ Bouye. Yeah. Hey. Not uh, Bowie. Hey. Uh, is T.O. gonna get into the Hall of Fame? We're gonna find out this weekend. I really hope so. Randy he Moss in there it. for sure. Uh, Ray Lewis in there for sure. I'm gonna say the T.O. is gonna get in there for sure. Good God, man, he's second in all the stats. Although he was a big dick. Don't be a big dick. Big Nick. Nick might get it done. Oh, hey. Also. Uh, Who's, who who you got? Rookie of the, who's rookie of the year? Rookie of the year? Yeah, offense. Uh, my offensive rookie of the year, I was really leaning Alvin Kamara, but uh, Kareem Hunt, I, I got to go with him. He won the rushing title, and uh, he finished strong. He started strong, had a turd middle bit of the season, but uh, he finished strong. So, All right. Kareem Hunt, you? I'll go. I'm going Kamara. It would be Deshaun Watson, oh, yeah. 100%. Or MVP if he kept the pace up. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I'm going Kamara. He's just a dual threat. He's nasty. Uh, and he's just disgusting. I mean, yes, Kareem Hunt, but uh, yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it's, I just yeah, might. I, like, I'm not going to be I, disappointed I with either either one. I don't I, I think Kamara should win it, but Kareem Hunt, like, how do you give it to Kamara if Kareem won the rushing title for the yeah. whole league in the same position? So that's. Def- what about defense? 
Defensive rookie of the year, I have Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, I think it's pretty easy. Cornerback for New Orleans Saints. They've been Saints D is you know that's been the story for so long that the Saints D has just been holding you know the offense back and Breeze has had to score forty five points and you know he's been a huge part of that turnaround. So yeah, you there's no so, I don't know. I uh, know yeah, uh, Latimer he's uh, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, just as like there's no man, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, he's not he's not a rookie, but just the guy is. Nasty, and there's they don't give sophomore of the years or any of that. Or like, no, no, anyway, just like that other award. But MVP, what are we talking? MVP, man, I still want to give it to Carson. Okay, look, the he got the Eagles to the number one spot, got hurt with three games left. He's so. your boy, I get it, but he's not gonna win it. No, I don't, he missed three, he missed three games, and you know, maybe two games would have been enough, but yeah, the three final ones as well as the playoffs. Tom's gonna you get gotta it. You got to give it to Tom Brady. It it looks like a lock at this point. Honestly, if 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 Antonio Brown had like a a return touchdown or a, a couple more rushing, I mean, Antonio Brown had such a year. To put it this way, are you giving it to Tom? But the honorable mentions are are some amazing football seasons. You know. Yeah, no, it's an an MVP like quarterback is just so crucial to the role. It's really quarterback of the year, the MVP. Uh, and almost, you know, barring might as well be. Yeah, barring like you know these two thousand yard receiving seasons or rushing seasons. Anyway. Yep. Offensive player of the year. I'm giving it to TG four hundred. That is his Instagram handle. Um, Todd Gurley, best player in fantasy this year. Thirteen hundred yards on the ground. Thirteen TDs carried that offense. I'm going with Antonio Brown just because he's the best receiver I've ever seen six feet and under ever. Uh, or Lev Bell. Give it to one of those Pittsburgh guys, man. They're the most entertaining team to watch. Lev's not getting it. Ah! Yeah, These bro. aren't the pity awards. Who do you think's going to win? How many touches did Lev Bell had? Or, he had have, a poop right? load. That's a why poop, he wants a, to get paid. A, a poop load. Yeah. He had oh, like 400 or something. Insane. Yeah. Defensive player of the year? Uh, defensive player of the year? Aaron Donald, D-tackle for the Rams, absolute game changer. Um, he's as much of a mismatch on defense as Gronk is on offense. Um, absolute game changer. You know, you're just going to slow him down, but you're not going to stop him. He's a freak. He had some nasty stats this year. Gotcha. Honorable mention to Bobby Wagner, Calais Campbell, and Demarcus Lawrence. All right. All in contention. I would, I, I mean, yeah. And I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with... I mean, the Jaguars, just in, to- in totality, I-, I can't single one guy out. But uh, that-, that defense was for real. I mean, they almost beat New England in New England. Scary unit. Coach, yeah. Coach of the year. Coach of the year. Doug Peterson. Yep. Second-year coach. NFC's a tough conference. Number one seed. No joke. They were, they were having success before, you know, before Rodgers got hurt. and uh, Justin Peters? Yeah, the, all the injuries that happened. Yeah. No, very, definitely can make a case for him. A really tough playoff win over Atlanta. I mean, that that was the that was the tough one I thought on the on that on their the mat their uh on their card. Doug Peterson, friend of Favre. Woo! I'm going Sean McVay. Worst worst offense to best offense in football. Yeah. Youngest head coach. I think it doesn't hurt his case. I think I think he's, you know, for with a one year turnaround like that, I I think they're giving it to him. Indeed. I'll like him better when he uh when he shaves his beard. His beard his beard's weird. Come on. Maybe that's just but me. Have you seen his girlfriend? Zimmer on the Vikings could also win it. Although, you know what, you won your co- you won your division by default in my mind cuz Rodgers went down. Yeah. No, he's no, he's he was uh those are the top 3 for sure, but have you seen Sean McVay's girlfriend? No. Okay, you really need to check it out. Ukrainian goddess. When I voted, I, I you, forget her name, but she's an eleven. She's you know, outrageous. I used to date a Ukrainian goddess. There you go. <laughs> It'll be bring back fond memories. Yeah, a bunch of pictures leaked uh, online. Well, not leaked online. I guess people, the world just found out who she was. And oh my God, Sean McVay. I, you know what? Good All for right. you. Good for you, Sean. Keep the beard. I'll vote for you too, bud. Thirty-two head coach in the NFL. Uh Dave, you know what? We're fired up for the Super Bowl. We'll see what happens. Uh, what's your final score there, Voice of God? Going 24-20, Pats. Okay, I'm going 31-27, Pats, but I predict that the Eagles will be winning this game 
for I'd say 70% of it. Uh, Pats fans will be worried, and I just don't think there'll be as much of a deficit as we saw last time, but uh, it's going to be a hell of a game. Again, watch for Dion Lewis or LeGarrette Blount for the Super Bowl MVPs. Woo! Uh, Over-under Trump tweets during the game, five and a half. You think he's going to keep his mouth shut? I don't. State of the Union address was like an Oprah show where everyone just stands up and they're like, world peace is good, and everyone claps. That's not how we get stuff done, folks. Super Sunday was a super show. Weird Mike, find a shirt. That would be super. See you later. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. Freestyler, rock the microphone, carry on with the freestyler.